Hello and welcome to the Presenting Complaint Podcast with me, Adam Norton, and me, Dr. G. We're back. We're back. It's it's a Thursday. We're getting worse and worse as being consistent. <laughs> and, we. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, I was ready. Yes, you were ready. I was sunning myself on the sunbed in in Malaga and uh, ignoring all my responsibilities, as you should. Yes, as I should. But um, yeah, good to be back. Good to be chatting again. We had a nice little chat just before it started recording. Um, and yeah, I, as I just said, I, I've only had quite a short week, which has really thrown me off. You know, I was saying um, to my nurse today and she was saying, oh, I can't figure out what, what what day it is. And I can't I can't actually remember mm. what the reason she gave me it was. But I came back to England last night and worked obviously yesterday, Wednesday for us. And then I went to the shop straight afterwards to get food for the rest of the week. And I just automatically think, oh, it's a Monday. Right, I need five meals, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I started like, getting like five salads for lunch and five, like, you know, the chicken, salmon, whatever. And then I was like, oh, shit, it's Wednesday, which means I need Thursday and Friday. And then, um, as we, well, I don't know if we'll talk about it, but we're seeing each other uh, as well over the weekend. Um, so I'm not going to be at yeah. home. So... Um, yeah, so I just needed. I, I yeah, I only needed two two meals, so that that really threw me off. But yeah, that's uh, just just yeah. So anyway, how how are you, mate? How's your week been? Because I'm sure you've worked all week and and last week, which is really what yeah. we're going to talk about. Yeah, well, we can start from last week because I really wish that I was smart like you. I've I've done this. I've I've had it. I find it quite difficult, sort of coming into working life now, and I have to actually organize properly your holidays and and time off so it was a little bit easier in fd because depending on your practice you could be a bit more lenient with it Mm. it's not like that in hospital hospital you have to ask weeks in advance and they mean weeks in advance and it's and and it's in the air if if you can have it off or not because it just depends on what's running what who's needed and who else has leave so uh so i didn't book off leave and i really felt like when you went i needed it as well because <laughs> last week was an absolute slugger it, mm. it it was probably the longest feeling week of dct so far and the crazy thing is it's not like it was a difficult one or anything like that i just uh-huh. it felt like i was watching the clock the whole time sometimes it's busy some days i wasn't too busy but i was doing i was working each day so that was really long. And then that was one of the weeks I was working on Saturday as well, which was also really ah, long. Yes, and yes, yes. Um, even though yeah, it went well, but it was one of those days like chair stopped working and everything. And then patients <laughs> coming in that front center. But we survived. The, rest rest assured that that Saturday and Sunday, I just you vegetated. And uh, this week, I'm still sort of just like recovering a bit, uh-huh. but feeling a lot better. So nice. it just felt like a really long one. Mm. You know, Is I don't the... really know if I have many. Uh-huh. Yeah, is there? Any, I was saying, is there anything you kind of you've taken from that week that you could realize to see it like stop it happening again? I, I guess apart from taking holidays, or is it just one of them where it's November, it's it's just a long week. Obviously, DCT is hard, and sometimes you're just gonna have a week like that, and you have you need the weekend to 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 recover. Yeah, bang on. To be honest, it's 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 <laughs> November time needs to be some holiday time for sure that I need to pencil in because it's just, it's, it's too long till Christmas. You've been Mm. working through the season, the times change, everything. 
my family's over in Northern Ireland, so I don't really get to see them to emotionally recharge as well. Yeah. So, so it's clearly that I need to break break things up a bit. Uh, and and another learning thing is, you know, it's okay to. I think I would snowball a lot in my head usually when I'm feeling down like that and, and make things worse. But to be fair to myself, last week I just took it as, yeah, I'm tired. I'm worked to the bone. That's fine. Just keep chugging away. You know, just be mm-hmm. careful you don't make a mistake. So so to be fair, it could have it been a lot worse. And I'm proud of myself of the fact that I sort of rationalized it. Whereas I think a lot of us would and do, and I probably will in the future, just almost let that feed into other insecurities that are going on in your life and things like that. But but I didn't. I just recognized I was tired and recognized it was whenever I was done to... to yeah, realize. 100%. I think that, and that's the thing. It's the difference between like being tired and being close to burnout. And I think that sounds like you were probably mm-hmm. a little bit close to, to burnout in that week. And I, I, I've got to say, this thing you're saying about November holidays, I don't know if anyone else does this, but last year when I was in final year, um, I went on holiday for two, three days again, November. It would would be this next week, the same time last year, to exactly the same place. Um, and <laughs> it, it was needed. And I, I mean, last year, I had not really been the same this year, but last year I was burning out. I was, uh, we have, we had like, I had personal stuff going on. I, um, we had like our medical emergencies exam at Leeds. We had my SJT just in the Which last is, few weeks. Uh, in, just, uh, in yeah, for the people who don't know, the medical exam at Leeds is something else. <laughs> yeah, very, very stressful. Um, so, uh, and I, I just, I was like making myself ill literally and the going away and just having that time to relax. And the, the holiday that I had this time was very different to last time. And last time I literally just rested, sat in the sun, went by the pool and just, you know, just recovered. Whereas this time I kind of used it to re-energize, but from a different place. And as I was saying to Cena, I was getting up early, watching the sunrise. I was still hitting the gym, um, you know, going for a swim in the pool, but it just felt very different. So I think, yeah, but my thing is obviously holidays are great uh, anytime, but it's yeah, recognizing if it's burnout and if it you, like, you really need to have that, that break um, or, kind of taking the holiday before you get there and re-energizing in, in that way as well. And I guess the, the best thing to do is prevent, be preventative and organize, like you say, in November, if you know this time of year, you're needing a break to have that. And when you get to November, whether you're burnt out and you're having a crap week or whether you're fine, but you know, having this time to re-energize in a few days off work is, is gonna help anyway. So yeah, November sucks. So book a holiday guys. <laughs> It does. And uh, it, it's an interesting topic. And, and we do talk about burnout a lot on this podcast. And that's because it's so prevalent in, in dentistry, but not even just dentistry. I think, I think just life these days, you know, many of the older generation, as much as uh, we have differing views, some of the times it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, what's the word, unanimous, that mm-hmm. they say that, yeah, yeah, you guys, you young ones have it hard these days. Like there's stresses that we never had back in those days so i think burnout is is unbelievably common now but i think i think it's important to to discuss how that can feel because everyone feels burnout differently and something that helps me during a burnout is actually just recognizing that that's what it is that i'm having Mm -hmm. because for me when i'm getting to that stage of burnout it's the, the way it makes sense in my head is that my highs don't feel as high my lows sure. don't feel as low i almost feel a bit 
neutral and, it, and I'm kind of questioning myself, well, why aren't I feeling the way I should feel? You know, I should be excited about this uh, or whenever something kind of dull goes on. I don't know if I'm making sense, but that's how it feels to me. And and then that's a very quick indicator of, oh, actually, hang on. Yeah, you you haven't really sat down. You haven't really had a rest. Like, actually, I think you're burning out a bit. So, and then whenever I get into a burnout, then what I do, which is what one of, well, funny enough, my rugby coach back in uni um, taught me to do because he was very mentally aware. And, and um, we, we grabbed a coffee once and he said, um, you just need to cancel all your non-essential yeah um commitments like ruthlessly and i said what do you mean he was like well literally if if someone's not gonna die because you're not there then then cancel it you just you need the time off you you can't you can't cope with having all these other loose loose threads in your head right now so do it now or else you're gonna suffer in the long term and and that's what i did and that's what i do now and, and it and it makes the difference from sort of having a week of just being bedridden almost yeah to just having an off day sure and then and then being able to function again yeah no i i think that 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 has to be i think if you're reaching that point and i think i'm well lucky i don't look in some ways i was saying last year i i was getting it like i literally had i had shingles and that's my i guess that's my body's it's shingles last year yeah so that's that's my body's it's very oh minor God. but it's my body's kind of way of saying like you're you're like you're you 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 edge and you need to stop and it actually was i didn't that's a bit I, extreme adam so whenever you're tired you're like right shingles no, no, but, but, but but that's 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 the but that's i think that's the um, no, i get you the definition between it like tiredness is tiredness and if you're tired like you just need just whatever rest and you can go again but when you're like burnt out you're mentally physically yeah your body's saying you know you're not you're not well you need to rest and i was actually just lucky mm-hmm. last year that there was a holiday planned at the time where mm. kind of things started going going not not so well and it was it was perfect timing so i think it's just it's it's being able to to plan that if possible and try and preempt it um mm-hmm. and yeah what you're saying about just canceling everything that what i mean that's the only real time i think i've really experienced burnout um in in that sense mm-hmm. um but yeah having mm-hmm. having that being able to preempt that and not reach that level i think is is really important recognizing the signs um and then I guess, but I guess mm-hmm. the, the the other side I'm going to go is um, we spoke a little bit about this before is also not not working hard enough um, in in a, in a different aspect. I feel like I a little bit, and I, I don't know about everyone else, but I feel like you can you can live off your prior achievements a little bit. So obviously now qualified dentist, graduated from dental school, you've got that and. Obviously, you've worked really hard all through fifth year, so you kind of feel like, oh, like I've made it now, like I'm there. But really, the real work is just starting, and I feel like I'm maybe I just needed a little break off, like pushing and going and going, because obviously fifth year is very intense. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like you need to work, kind of, you need to work hard, and the, I feel like the harder I'm working, at just outside of. Um, clinics and spending time in the morning spending times in the evenings like learning and just uh, planning a lot more than what i was in the earlier weeks the more i'm getting out of um my time and the more confident i am and the more prepared i feel for my patients and um yeah that that's just one thing i've noticed and i'm not sure if, if it's just 
um, because before again adapting to that new situation just starting the job I think it's hard to, to balance everything but now I feel a little bit more settled I feel like I can now start pushing mm-hmm. again and start working in the mornings and in the evenings and you know maybe I'll realise in a week or two that this isn't possible but um, like long term but I think for now I, I feel like I really am getting the the um, the benefits from it and also but also realizing that this is now like a a forever kind of thing if you know it you've kind of got to keep working if the minute you take your foot off the gas then you you know even if you become like an amazing dentist or whatever you can't then just stop because then you'll stop being an amazing dentist because you need to continuously kind of work and work on yourself and keep your skills up to date um it's like i guess driving a car and then not driving for like two years and expecting to get back in the car and be a good driver and you're not going to be. So um, I think it's just a little change in my mindset of like, you know, it hard work is good. You get a lot of growth in hard work. Don't kind of look for the easy way out or the, the magic pill doesn't exist to becoming better. There isn't one. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just hard. And it's good that it's hard because it trains your mind to to kind of be able to to manage stressful situations and to push yourself and um you if you'd reached like the place where you want to be without the hard work you probably wouldn't be ready for for that place because you won't have gone through all the failure and all the work that you needed to get there it's almost a prerequisite um so that's something i've been i've been thinking about um in balance with obviously understanding about burnout and being aware of that mm-hmm. i think there's it's it's a it's a really difficult line to cross um or whatever line to balance on i don't know what the, the saying is with that yeah but but that is that is the key word it is about balance now we do usually talk about the side when we go a bit too far but but you you raise an absolutely good point and it's something that needs to be talked about as well and actually i was having a sim- similar conversation with the with the dcts this week and we were discussing how actually yeah whenever i got back from christmas i did feel a little bit more settled in i don't worry if that's not you but generally people do feel a bit more settled and you got sort of through those first three crazy months of just being in a practice for the first time you start to feel a bit more familiar with your surroundings you mm-hmm. build that relationship with your yeah. nurses with your patients massive, massive. and then you get more so so yeah so when you're comfortable oh i'm out of focus i will so whenever you're then comfortable in the driving seat then you can sort of be like okay well then let's let's go explore some new roads now and that is important adam because you, at the end of the day you have to be proud of the you have to be able to sleep at night i always say did you do a good job today are you happy are you fulfilled in what you're doing great and most of us are a bit of perfectionists so we want to be good at what we do and and even though it's especially the the learning curve that you're at right now it's it's the steepest right now mm-hmm. which means that it, those failures are going to hit harder they're going to be worse but as long as you're conducting yourself in a safe manner and putting yourself outside that comfort zone a little bit every day or if yeah. it's not that day then don't do it that day but a little bit every day literally i remember then six months in a flip almost just switched and i was like oh actually uh, this is starting to be a bit more familiar like i, I kind of like this and and one of the earliest things was crime preps i remember i was so 
deathly scared of crime preps coming outside of dental school mm. that i was like listen this is gonna cripple me so it was one of the only things i was kind of like to my ass i was like i'm not gonna lie like i'm breaking it every time i see a crime prep on so can we just try like exposure therapy and just give me yeah. all the crime preps yeah. and she was and 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 uh, emma bless her she was like yeah i think that's a great idea and, and we'll book it on a day where i'm in as well so and, you always have me on standby and that's just and, that and exposure just therapy because... is it, that's what you've got to do mm -hmm. i think you've, you've got to face it the more you put it off and shy mm -hmm. away from it uh, you're not going to get anywhere with, with it so that you know that yeah that, your approach to that was absolutely perfect i think it, it it worked you know and, it, and it, don't get me wrong it was so scary you know yeah. i always sort of judge myself and and really self-critique myself when i hear people talking about you got a plan to do this and plan to do that it, it can be quite stressful to think about how much you have to plan just to get good but actually i like to dumb things down and it's just as simple as as let me just do a few more of those and 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 before you know it you're sort of during that time you're like god i'm not like doing this i'm not going to any course here i'm not doing that all these guys are doing this stuff and then all of a sudden like i said like very quickly time does fly by then a few months down the line you're almost like oh actually i remember i used to be you know really scared about this but you know i can sleep the night before now so that's that's actually quite interesting you know how quickly that change of frame of mind happens and then each success you get like that where you literally thought it was an impossible obstacle gives you more motivation and more yeah. courage to then push yourself a little bit more outside of your comfort zone which is 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 something that i'm loving in in dct i must yeah. say because I've i got, just I've, yeah i will i will be honest agree. The, um mm -hmm. just it, dentistry gives us the opportunity to do that day in day out so yeah I, i'm feeling that even today which, where which, i was just doing exams and um and perio and the odd filling maybe today it, there's still there's difficult patients there's difficult moments where you you, you are outside your comfort zone and you have to find a way of resolving that situation so yeah i'll let you continue but just yeah dentistry we're so lucky in some ways that yeah. dentistry gives us big that time i was reward, gonna say that as well you know all every day basically no matter if you're doing simple work yeah. or non-simple work or exams because there's no real such thing as simple dentistry <laughs> no there's not no with the patients that i get but yeah. um yeah and, and i was saying that it, it, almost being in dct you can almost because you have so much support around you it does get to a little bit and we and we very quickly discussed this as dcts that actually you do get a little bit you start asking more questions that you wouldn't ask in practice you just get on with it and do it you you almost sort of get too comfortable and, and now i'm realizing that and i'm starting to kick myself again like i had this extraction where this little buried root was sort of just underneath this eight and stuff like, i'm not going to paint the whole picture but all i really needed to do was just flick the buckle gingiva away a little and then I asked, I asked um, one of the consultants, like, can you just have a look? Don't do it. Just have a look <laughs> because yeah. I need to do it. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, that's, yeah, do that. So it sounds stupid, but like now I'm even, I think I got a bit too comfortable and now I'm just kicking myself to, to do it because you don't know until you do it. And, you know, the consent is there. Like if, if, yeah. if it's a restoration that you don't know if you can do, do everything you can. Like I, I always say this as a start. If you're too scared, to do it then just be rest assured that you're doing it in a safe way you've got your good consent yeah you've got your plan a your plan b and you've got someone to call when things go wrong okay and then plan for failure because then when it goes great you're like i'm pretty good and whenever it goes wrong you're like well it was more likely to go wrong so so that's that's that, that's how i sort of build yeah, I really, myself i really to, like that to, yeah that yeah. just like that plan it, it, it just plan it, it a, feels like B, you have a safety net failure 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, because then it just gives you comfort that, okay, if the worst happens, it's not the end. And oh, you know what? That's literally it's a good segue because, funny enough, I was just talking to Adam about how I've uh, been started to what was it? The med- meditations, meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Was it? Did I get it right? Yeah, oh, I'm so bad with names, but <laughs> but so I'm I'm very new to it, but I'm getting into this sort of stoicism and and correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. But one of the big things about it is sort of almost making yourself imagine the worst thing that can happen, and be content with the worst thing happening. So I think an example I heard was let's let's make it dental. Let's say you get a complaint, okay? What's the worst thing that can happen? Oh, God, the worst thing can happen, like, let's just blow it up, like, GDC comes in, you know? Worst thing that happens then, oh, God, I get struck off the register. And then, sort of, as silly as that is, but that's the, like, the not point, not, not, not 1% thing that can happen is the absolute worst thing ever that could happen. Then you think, okay, what would happen to me if that happened? And then, if you're being true to yourself, you're still alive yeah you're still a very highly qualified individual that can go work somewhere else you know that's just a very specific example but if i'm okay with that then whatever hap- actually happens is gonna be fine because i'm already okay with the worst case scenario so which is very interesting because usually the way i tend to comfort myself is the opposite almost i think about how irrational that is but actually i do find a lot more comfort in just knowing that i'm okay with the worst case scenario yeah i think yeah i mean it's it's a lot about rational thought rationalizing that in your brain and Mm -hmm. realizing that this risk how one probably rationalizing how small it is and then even if that risk did happen like you're saying at the end of the day you're a human you're a good person you have all these other things and all these skills um to, to to you know you you're not uh, you know you're not born a dentist there's so much other stuff to do so mm-hmm. um yeah i think that that's that's really powerful and just going back to that because what you were saying before about that that um you know having a plan a and a plan b and then planning for failure and knowing you've got someone and asking the questions and becoming comfortable with that i think that's something i think it's really hard and it's something i i, I struggle still with and i have struggled with this year in fd is knowing when to crack on with something and when especially if i'm really not sure and when to mm-hmm. ask and and being safe mm-hmm. and, and and i think like you say it's making sure you have very good consent explaining all the risks and benefits to the patient and and mm-hmm. i think it's sometimes taking taking that leap and, and doing it and but having thought it through Absolutely. and having that them them plans and i think that, that that's something i'm going to take into yeah. into doing it is you know okay you've got someone there to help but you've still got to think for yourself and you know you've still got to absolutely most of the time probably carry it out yourself and just then be thinking ahead okay so say i do this and it goes wrong what are the options then and mm-hmm. what you know or where, when will i need to get that person in for help rather than getting them in for help at the start and then they'll probably just say exactly yeah. what you're thinking and that's happened to me a few times already they'll just be like yeah like Loads. do this and i was like yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Thanks, and then they're like, "Bye." And the other, so it's and it's a bit, you know, it, but you could just do it, and then if there was the issue, get them in at that point. Um, but I think it's hard because sometimes you, I feel like I'm still really not sure about a lot of things, and I don't want to yeah, make a make a a choice which 
it is the complete wrong choice, which the risk of probably that happening is mm-hmm. quite low, but it's just like mm-hmm. once, you know, sometimes I'd rather them see it before I've made a mess and there might be a, there might be a better way than yeah. them coming in and seeing a, a, a mess than they're like, ah, oh, this is really difficult uh, to fix yeah. now. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And that just takes time and it takes a bit of comfort and some failures to know what to do next time, what not to do. And when you get that, I think a good thing is we, we learn very well when we get things wrong, but mm. try to take down those notes and try to learn when things go well or whenever your ES comes in and says, actually try it this way. And you're like, oh, okay, try to write that down because then if you remember that for next time, then you won't ask that same question again or you'll be more confident going in to something in, in a similar situation we're just we're just as humans we're very good at, at, at learning from negative stimulus funny enough yeah no hundred and that something i've been trying to do more um in the last few days even is say a patient comes in with an issue and i'm not sure about it um and whatever we, we manage it in that session um, or I get my ES in and, and like you said, he gives me some in advice on what to do is then noting that down at the end of that appointment for me to go home and, and understand it and learn more about it and really reflect. Obviously we do this reflection, but like say, like there's a kid who had like hyperplastic D's um, and they were fine. They're very minor hyperplastic, but say they were a bit more severely hyperplastic. I, I probably wouldn't really know uh, exactly what the best management of hyperplastic disease is. So I just wrote down hyperplastic primary teeth. And then now when, I, you know, when I've got time, um, at the end of the week or whatever, I can learn about how to manage hyperplastic disease. Or, you know, um, it, there, there was a person who came in with a TMJ um, pain and at the, at the practice we have like an exercise sheet, which I didn't even know we had. So I just wrote down like, look at TMJ exercise sheet, learn the exercises, be able to like show them to the patient um, and that type of thing. So you're just taking stuff away where if someone comes in where you're not sure what to do, writing it down and then going back and, and addressing that. Because like you said, you don't, it's fine to not know something, but once you've come across it and you've been given the information, I think your ES probably quite rightly can be a bit like, well, you know, make the mistake once, but second time you should, you should really know a little bit more at least what you're talking about and be able to manage mm-hmm. it without getting me in and doing the same thing over again. Yeah, exactly. How was the rest of your week, Adam? It was good. It, um, I think we were just speaking before, we both had a kind of careers day, seminar, study day um, this week, which it, which it was actually really good. Really, really good. We had... Um, we had one of my colleagues um, uh, and friend uh, up in Catterick. She works at the army base. So I work just a normal practice in Catterick. She's at the army base up in Catterick. Catterick is a big army town. So she's the army dentist and she's on my scheme as well as being on the army scheme. And she did a wonderful presentation all about being um, a dentist in the army, which I think did swing some heads because they have... Um, a lot of yeah. you know a lot of benefits um, from that system. You don't have, you, you don't have the UDAs. You have uh, they can support you and pay for an MSC. You're salaried. Um, none of your patients pay for treatment. You do gold standard dentistry. You have control of your books. Um, 
you get to obviously you they get paid for your like health and fitness you don't really pay for accommodation there was like um a hell of a lot of benefits to it um and just how you can do that and also that you don't you could be a locum army dentist as well um so that that was really interesting we had again and then this, we had um someone from leeds who was a dct who'd done dct1 dct2 um talking about dct and i i'm i was very at the start of the year very set against dct i just didn't think it would be a place for me but the more i'm thinking about it the more i feel like i want to develop my surgical skills and this is a good time to do it and i want to get out my comfort zone and i feel you know i the, the easy way is staying in practice and never doing a surgical extraction after fd year and just not you know not having the confidence and never putting myself out there and now i'm starting to think you know dct would be a good thing and it's it's time to do it so he was he had a very interesting mm -hmm. talk just really talking about that and mm -hmm. you know, the good points the bad points of of dct and some of the different posts you can do um so yeah that's something i think it starts in january so obviously as the weeks go on on the podcast i'll be sharing the application yeah um yeah if i end up and that's, going through this it, which is I exactly I why i say just apply because it, I'm sure we'll have another three or four more episodes, Adam, and you'll change your mind again because yeah. that's what everybody does and that's what I did. And it's just back forward, back forward, back forward until you finally settle with one um, way down the line. So that's why it's it's really nice and reassuring that the application process is sort of, you're not really putting all your eggs in one basket just by applying. Um, so so there, there you go, a testament to what I said. So I was right. You were, you were, hundred um, percent, and yeah, it's it's really strange how that's kind of crept up on me. But and, and I think as you say, you as you get more experience, um, and as I, whatever happens in practice in DCT hospital, and as I speak to more of my friends and my friends doing the two year scheme seems to be loving it and really getting a lot of experience too, mm -hmm. and that that seems like a very good way for. Any, I don't know if anyone who's a student or whatever is listening, um, and yeah. Yeah, um, then there was talks about... I'll get someone that's done that. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, I'll get someone that's done that because there's a lot of pros and a lot of... I wouldn't say cons. Yeah, there's there's things to talk about in that. Um, you won't be making a mistake by doing it if, if you don't like it. That's sort of why I didn't even actually rank any two-year schemes because I was very much like, I don't, I don't want to subscribe for two years. I don't even know what i'm doing tomorrow you know so um but i think just before the um choices go out uh we'll, we'll we get someone that's that. yeah that's actually done it uh yeah definitely definitely and then yeah i mean the, the rest of the afternoon you could choose kind of what you wanted to hear so there was a pediatric specialist there was an orthodontic oh, that's good specialist um, I don't know if there's specialists or at least special interest, but there was a talk on peds, ortho, mm -hmm. um, and I mm -hmm. stay and I stayed for kind of the GDP, um, practice ownership type ones, um, and it, it was just it was interesting to hear kind of pe different people's stories. I mean, there was a guy who came to talk to us who'd bought a practice six months into FD. He'd bought his ES's practice off him, um, and then. <laughs> Yeah, so that that was a crazy story, and he was. I mean, he was. I'm not. He wasn't hypocritical. That's not what I'm saying. But he was. All he was kind of saying to us like, um, take your time with things, and like, 
you know, build slowly as a dentist, but also he interesting. He bought the practice uh, one year in. So and, he, and he's just saying it, I was very lucky. I was in a really lucky position. His ES financed the mortgage with the bank or something. So the, the ES basically bought the practice for him because he didn't couldn't get the money. Yeah. So he, 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 but he's basically saying I was in this very fortunate position, but then I had to work my ass off to make it as it is, and now he has four or five practices. And he, so that was that was quite an. It was an interesting story mm-hmm. and inspiring story of just like taking risks, I guess, at the right time, having faith in yourself, but also then yeah. backing it up with work and, um, you know, learning all these things on the spot, which it is possible um, possible to do. Um, and we had also a lovely GDP who was giving us some advice. And one thing he's... Because you hear a lot of these people say, um, like, oh, young dentist, uh, you, what you need to buy. And he said, oh... Um, decides for you guys I'd say there's two things that I'd really recommend you buy in and I was like loops in a camera like you know that's that's, that's what he's going to say Every, that's what everyone yeah, says duh. but mm-hmm. he actually said um, he said account. he said loops which is not a surprise um, loops are amazing but he said a saddle chair um, which and a good a good quality if you're as an associate buy your own saddle chair if there's not one at the practice which mm. I do have a saddle chair. I asked my FD practice for one and they got me nice. one, which is very nice of them. Um, and it, it's great. And I, I completely, yeah. I mean, your back and everything is, is so, so important. So I think I've that is... One. No, I, 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 I love working with it. I mean, I had to work one day without it and it, it just annoyed me but maybe i've become become dependent on it but yeah that that just that to me made a lot of sense in terms of protecting your back and that was like a really like oh i've never thought about like like say i would go to the uh, another practice or whatever (laughs) yeah investing in and they don't have a saddle chair like i should just Mm -hmm. you know buy one because i'm sat Mm -hmm. on it for seven hours every day like it's important so that was insightful (laughs) um and, and yeah, that that was it really. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, you tell me, Cena, about your careers day because I guess I can't. Was it similar or was it a complete different vibe or was it hospital or um, more hospital based? Uh, but well, not so much. So it was a lot of um, talking about different specialties, but we did also have a general practitioner in there, and it was a lot different than the usual talks I got. I was actually really happy with it, and I'd say it focused a lot on. Um, something that probably too many people aren't aware of um, as young dentist is the the position that is a gap between being a general dentist and a and a specialist and that mm. is being a specialty doctor or uh, sort of we throw around these terms like special interest but actually there is a place in hospital for people that it's they don't call it special interest it's it's, it's a um a, it's a what did I just say specialty doctor. specialist doctor or something like that yeah. Especially, yeah, it's something. It's got a, it's, it's got its own term. It's something like specialty doctor, uh, or staff grade, or something like that. Uh-huh. And basically, it's someone who's doing more than practice, but does not have the title of consultancy. And for example, you'll see a lot of oral surgeons who have that title mainly because there's barely any posts to to do the um, specialty training to become a consultant. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) loads of them just get stuck there and have to just keep reapplying for years until until they're lucky enough to just get it. So um, that's really interesting because it's got a place in restorative, oral surgery, orthodontics. Every specialty has that. 
uh, and and that was really interesting to hear. It was even interesting to hear they sort of just broke it down exactly what you need to do to go to specialist level. I still don't know what I want to do, mm. <laughs> um, but then we also had practitioners coming in from 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 practice who sort of work half in practice half in hospital and they talk about the special nhs contracts that they actually have which allows them to do orthodontist uh, nhs orthodontics uh nhs oral surgery in practice um and it's an effort for the nhs to you'll hear a lot of sort of um, a peds contract because that's very hard but but these are contracts specifically handed out by the nhs that mm almost give the practice permission to carry out secondary care and um and and get paid properly for it uh and it has a lot of benefits but a lot of negatives as well you sort of get the positives from working in a practice and that flexibility but the main negative is sort of that those contracts are given out in sort of two to four year bulks mm-hmm. and it's not guaranteed that once that contract's up it will be renewed so you can't sort of base your whole practice around it but it was so interesting to just hear that there's I mean, it's like every day you're learning even more things that are involved. And I think one of the things I learned today that sounds that I was really interested in, because I've really been in a, in a not a rut, but I'm just really sort of just wanting to know what exactly do I want mm-hmm. <laughs> from mm-hmm. dentistry. Like, because I, I don't think I want to be in practice all the time. I don't think I well, I'd rather be in hospital more often, but not all the time. And in what capacity do I want to be in hospital? I don't. I don't know. So something that that came across was um, sort of what was it? It was a it was the Welsh version of like a leadership and management position, mm-hmm. and that sounded really interesting because it was only it, even though it was only twenty percent um, of the time you would be doing. It's a year, and twenty percent of the time you'd be doing clinical work and the right. rest you'd be doing a lot of uh, you know quality improvement projects and things such as trying to retain people in uh, retain dentists in the nhs is going all the way from pre undergraduate all the way to to many years in the profession and i thought that was really interesting and also it gives a lot of points to towards your cv if you're going to do specialty training mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a lot of other benefits in terms of then DCT3 and so on. So that was quite interesting. That's something that caught my eye. But whether it works with my immediate sort of, uh, or I'd say my five-year plan, I guess, I, I don't mm. think it does at the moment. So I, I maybe maybe whenever I get back to the progressional side of things, then maybe that's something I could find. But that was interesting that for once in a very long time, I saw something that tickled my interest a bit. For sure, I think I think that non-clinical or extra like, or extra roles that are non-clinical mm-hmm. that dentists can carry out, I feel like that's something that I, I mean I don't really know anything about. But that leadership and management, um, I know at, at uni there's like we well, we do health promotion and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and then well, there's, there's like that the as well. There's medical, public health and things. yeah, public health, medical, medical law, and medical. like being a, a, a yeah, special. We talked about that. That's it, massive. Special witness. What are they called? Um, special, special witness. Is it special witness? Is that? I just feel like I'm chatting nonsense. No, it's something witness. It is special witness. It is it's something witness. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But that's one. That, that's one as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. And all these all these things are like. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that it's yeah, it's really interesting because we, I think I don't think them roles for people, especially if they're not. I mean, I think now in foundation year and even DCT, 
it, I think it's hard. It would be hard to really say if you're enjoying or not enjoying clinical dentistry because we're, we're so short into yeah. it. But th- knowing that them Absolutely. opportunities are available going forward, and you can even mm-hmm. you know there's there's some um, academic FD positions as well. And I don't know um, like mm-hmm. they you know they love research and they want to go into more of a a leadership role and a, a more like a um, what would it, I don't know what's the role what would you call it a um, basically a, a non-clinical role and that's how they see their career within yeah. dentistry to, to making mm-hmm. uh, legislation and bettering public health and yes. and that type that which, type of which side I of absolutely it. that's a very big topic I think a lot more of us need to go into the legislation side of dentistry because we need to pave our own future and and there's amazing people that are in it at the moment but they're literally crying out for younger people to come in and 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 take take the reins not even just like help just take over because we're almost talking on behalf of you and none of you not many of you are speaking up and at the same time actually one of you need to be here to gather that voice to make those changes which is something that really really tickled my interest as well so i I do think there's a position for that for me but you were talking about sort of the non-clinical side of things and and one of the one of the really lovely things that one of the oral surgery um well she's a specialist in training now um was saying is is sort of failure and and dentistry almost not panning out and and she was explaining how it can be very difficult and you can be stuck in a loop and you know it's not all linear to get to a specialty it's uh, you know i've had it and many other people have had it where you you get stuck and all of a sudden you you're stuck a year you didn't get dct2 or you didn't get dct3 and you have to go to practice but you hate practice and she was saying like you just have to remember that we forget very easily that we're actually very highly qualified individuals but because we're always gathered with each other our circles are very much dentists most of the time it's very easy to forget that or when you work in a hospital it's very easy to forget that but at the end of the day you've done a very difficult degree you've got years of experience now as well behind you so you can use that and pan out different directions and she was saying all these amazing examples of her friends she said i think her in her cohort almost the vast majority aren't doing dentistry anymore which was quite funny wow. okay. and some have started up their own businesses yeah started some have went into different managerial roles and things like that but but still very highly highly um successful and it's and it's that's almost i think that's the thing this is sort of a full circle that i find really difficult concept to grasp in stoicism because to all of us the worst case scenario is being struck off but or or getting sued but it's it's actually not the end of the world Mm. but and it's so weird to say that because that is what many of us think as the end of the world but actually like i said you're still so highly qualified there's a plethora of doors open to you still and it's just i think something to think about really sort of strip yourself back and and generally dig deep and just think like is it actually going to be the end of your life if that worst thing happens and and the real answer is no it it, it might be difficult it will be difficult but it's not going to be the end and i think there's something so freeing about having that epiphany almost and and Mm. these almost these chains come off you and and you almost go into things not scared so um it was a really insightful talk i must say and it actually helped a lot for my frame of mind so let's see where it takes us
Yeah, I love that, and that, that is the the power of the mind, isn't it? Just I think, and as we we're saying with the with the book meditations, rationalizing thought and mm-hmm. just getting rid of the, all the nonsense that goes around with it, and that emotional response to like um, whatever the worst case scenario is. It, okay, it'll hurt emotionally, likely, but if you if you can rationalize it to its like core essence it's to its core exactly it's it's very different so just before we wrap up i want to have a little uh november update from you because the, the mustache is looking <laughs> extremely healthy and i think this could yeah. be the last episode with it oh no mate no mate no, no we've got another week haven't we we've got at least another week um so how's, how... oh yeah well actually oh, if it we do, it when we we do. <laughs> yeah which we probably will, but we'll probably do it later as well. I think it might be now. I'm actually, I was literally looking in the mirror. I was kind of like, but what now? Because like, it's not enough for me to sort of comb and curl up yet. It's looking good but though. If if I if I lined up the rest of my beard, I kind of would wouldn't be mad about it. It does make me look younger, but so I'm kind of I don't know. Maybe I'll keep it. <laughs> we'll you see. Think it, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, very good. Has there been? I don't know. We'll see. Because because. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I was literally thinking about this just before we went on. I was kind of like, do I keep it? Because if I grow it a bit more, I can make it look a bit cleaner, I think. I might do it. Who knows? You'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll find out next time. I, you'll find you like a little, uh, little moustache um, wax and some like little uh, <laughs> I think spirals so. at the end or whatever. Yeah, yeah. don't look at my uh, shopping cart now. Like, oh, it's not there. I was going to oh. do another little quote, but I don't have a quote. No, that's in my head. I do have one that's in my head. I have my favorite quote ever. You should share it before share. we wrap up. Yeah. It's very, it's very soppy. It's, it's, it's very soppy. Maybe I don't want to. No, I'm embarrassed. I'm shy. <laughs> yeah. No. But I'm going to save it. I'm going to only share yeah. it in person from now on. How about that? Cool. Well, tell me this weekend. So you can ask me in person. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah see you tomorrow. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, We'll be back. I'm not even sure. I'm going to try and get this out quickly. And then it's Thursday. So we're like yeah. a week behind. I don't I don't think we're going to record mm. tomorrow because we're busy. Um, yeah. We'll make a decision on that. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Hope everyone Hope has a good, good week. week. And uh, we'll take care. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.